Hey, welcome back to Tiny Little Victories. It is that time again where I introduce you to yet another human being who's out there shaping the world in their own way. And today's guest is Laurence Carr. Laurence is the host and executive producer of her own original series on EarthX TV. The series is exclusively focused on circularity and sustainability. And I think we can all agree that's a really good thing. I'm your host, Jennifer Kite Powell, and oh man, I'm so excited about this guest today. Her name is Laurence Carr. Hello, Laurence. Hello, how are you? <laughs> so good. So grateful you had the time and your busy TV schedule to come and talk to us. But, but I'm going to do a little send up for you right now to everybody. But Laurence is the host and executive producer of Chez Laurence on EarthX TV. We're going to talk about that today. Two seasons, right? Right. Yes. She is an interior designer. She is a product designer that focuses on circularity and sustainability. And you're from Stroudsburg. You went to the Parsons School of Design. You've done started a TV show. You're creating products. So how did this happen? This person in Stroudsburg to New York City to here. What is the story, the journey there? It's amazing. Oh, thank you. Well, first, thank you for having me. I mean, uh, you know, it was uh, it was quite a circular, you know, path actually. Um, I love you know, that. Each, See, each, theme each, of the show, circular. <laughs> there you go. Each step of um, of my path, you know, has informed, in fact, my destination. When I reflect on it, my early days uh, were as a, you know, a, a ballet dancer and choreographer in the performing arts. And um, this uh, uh, journey informed a lot the way I currently envision circulation and movement in the spaces that I design now. I love my that. Um, early years in event organizations with the Olympic Games informed the way I organize my business and relations now. Yeah. And uh, my years of watching humans consume and waste so many, you know, precious natural mm-hmm. resources anywhere in the world, yeah. whether, uh, you know, I lived or I travel and have informed the way I educate and approach all of my work now. So it yeah. wasn't linear, but that's for sure. But well, in respect, it all makes sense. I think, you know, this guy, Philippe Petit, right? I mean, he mm-hmm. talks about like the non-linearity of things and like the circular things. And I absolutely love how you go back to your roots as a ballet dancer and those circular fluid motions, everything informing the next step in your life. And uh, I didn't, I forgot about the ballet dancing. I, I think that's so amazing. So you're one of the only people I've talked to that talks about the continual building of your experiences to lead you where you are today. And so you're here 
with EarthX TV, like what was the idea behind that? How did you come up with like, I have to do a TV show? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess I guess I have to start with one thing is that it was, um, you know, first my passion for sustainability in design. Um, and, and I really felt that sustainability, you know, was not very present, um, at least, uh, you know, 10 to 15 years ago when yeah. I uh, ventured into the, 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 you know, the architecture interior design field in the U.S. That's very yeah. important that I mentioned that in the U.S. Um, so I wanted to really speak about it. So, um, but the idea uh, of my TV show stemmed during the pandemic. As you know, we were oh, all stuck yeah, at home. Yeah, we were. Yes, and uh, and as a, as a as an avid advocate of a circular economy, um, so this was very early 2020. I just said we have to talk about it. No one is talking about it in my industry, <laughs> at least in my industry and in the U.S. No, I um, agree. I agree with you. I don't think people were talking about it. I think they kind of wanted to, but it's almost like they were afraid. Like they nobody took a stand on it. Right. So, so I thought nothing exists of such, you know, and uh, so I just created the concept, you know, reach out to manufacturers. Um, back then mm -hmm. I was a brand ambassador for the Sustainable Furnishing Council. So I had a certain awareness of manufact leading manufacturers, you know, es established as well as some emerging ones um, in the furnishings and, uh, you know, design industry. And so I just reached mm -hmm. out to them and, and then I started writing. Uh, I have a blog that I've been writing now for seven years and, uh, and I just uh, thought this is a brilliant idea. So, you know, for teachers encounters uh, uh, and, and, and good friends and colleagues yeah. who truly understood, understood the importance and they were very yeah. supportive. Back then we had Susan Ingalls, who was the executive director. She retired since then of the Sustainable Furnishing Council. So it was just like very, you know, many people who supported the idea as well. I think that's like, you really tapped your network. And I think a lot of times, you know, they tell as a writer, they say, write what you know, and that's what you did. I mean, I like the fact that you went directly to manufacturers. I think that's what makes it interesting for me, because I think a lot of times people look at the end game with a product, right? Why can't we, why isn't this sustainable? Why isn't it made with 70% recyclable? But you have to go to that root, right? Right to the beginning of where those products are being manufactured. Actually, maybe one step beyond that, where they're being designed to be right. created right. in that way. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Uh, and actually, you know, it's really about looking at the life cycle assessment of the products mm -hmm. and starting, in fact, we, where do they source their product? You know, yeah. you start at a very, very beginning, the raw product, you know, yeah. where do they find them? Who do they work with? You know, and then how is it made? Then mm -hmm. they, you have a multiple steps of the product development, you know, and then later on you look at how they package it and then you look at oh how gosh. they transport it. Um, so it's just, it's not an easy, you know, uh, journey for manufacturers to revisit the way they approach sustainability uh, and then circularity, but it is very important and I think mm -hmm. no business can live without embracing uh, you know, that. I agree. And I know the food business has talked about like farm to table, right? So mm -hmm. maybe you're coining a new concept there and can't call it, really call it farm to table. Oh, in some case you can with fabrics, right? Textiles, but right. it's that same approach that like taking it from its origins through the whole entire process. And um, one of the things I want to skip to, and then I definitely want to talk about the TV show is, you know, you are 
doing something quite different at a traditional American furniture show in High Point, North Carolina, which happens in April of this year. And in 2021, you started a Salon de Circularité, which you were focusing on sustainable products, sustainable stories. And one of the things you said, which I find just riveting, is there should be no separation between beauty and sustainability. And were you met with a lot of like raised eyebrows with that? I mean, was it a st- sort of something very different for High Point? So that's very traditionally old school, heavy, you know, furniture and design. <laughs> I mean, is that, I've been there, that's a long time when I was there, but I always thought it was like raw, 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 like a men's place, you know, with heavy furniture. But how is this concept met there at High Point? Uh, well, I, I have to say, you know, Hypon Market actually uh, uh, reached out to me um, because they took this wonderful initiative to host a, 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 a free design space by free designers <laughs> and Salon de la Circularité was one of those uh, by me. And they specifically uh, reached out to me knowing um, that I, my approach to circularity uh, in design. And, um, and so therefore I designed a, a, a lounge, you know, which Salon de la Circularité really means lounge of circularity. And yeah. To really demonstrate that you can design an entire space, not only with sustainable, but with circular products. Yeah. Um, so all the brands that I chose were there. And what I want also to really always emphasize is that you can design with sustainability and with circularity in mind, but you can still stay elegant, luxurious, mm-hmm. you know, and, and aesthetic, aesthetic beauty does not need to be compromised because you go sustainable and you're doing something really good for the earth. That is really, uh, you know, the, the, one of the main essence of my, of my message there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we cannot, we, we're not in position to just ignore, to have to be sustainable, to have to have a circular approach in this world, whatever yeah. industry you're in. Yeah. And I love that you're breaking that sort of myth. You know, if it's, that was over the years, that's been the way, oh, it's, you know, it's circular, it's recyclable, it's not elegant, it's not luxurious, but that doesn't have to be the, that doesn't have to be the path forward. And what was the reception like there in 2021? Did you find people were really gravitating to this and having these aha moments? Yes, I think it was just really um, kind of eye-opening, you know, and especially mm-hmm. when um, you speak about circularity, which goes beyond sustainability. Yeah. You know, what is circularity? Uh, what does it mean in the uh, industry, you know, prof- for the industry professional? Um, and, and we didn't have great, great attendance to these panels and discussions that we were doing. And I think it was a combination, number one, of the crowd coming back to market after the pandemic, you know, this was still 2021, yeah. but also uh, the topic of sustainability. So actually, I've, I've, you know, I, I was really very happy that the Hypon Market, uh, you know, the Apple Market team just really did a sustainable story. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and really raised that topic, which I yeah. think, and since then, I think they, they're not, they're not, um, they, they still have a sustainability, uh, you know, focus uh, on that. I th- I think are they, really are they a good thing? It is really a good thing because it's got to start and permeate somewhere. Did, are they doing it again in 2022? 
uh, no, not not that theme that I'm aware, yeah. but yeah. Um, I I do believe that they have now kind of a the insiders tour, you know, influencer yeah. Oh, yeah. or mm-hmm. and then they they do a focus on sustainability. I remember years ago going there and doing an entire series of blogs about sustainability <laughs> because I wanted to bring it forward. You yeah, you, yeah. Um, they need they need for it to be brought forward, and I love it that you're the person that's sort of pushing that through the door. Oh, thank you so much. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I really have to say, I mean, sustainability now is yeah. on everybody's uh, yeah. lips, you know, for a few yeah. years now. But it's it's not making enough of a dent in, I know. you know, our mitigation for climate change. I think it's still misunderstood, undervalued, and underrepresented, and especially in the build environment industry, which generates, as you know, nearly yeah. 50% of annual global CO2 emissions. You, yeah. you included that in, in the beautiful Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And, you know, I actually went back and looked at some data again, and um that circul talking sh- sh- skipping to circularity um yes. that number actually went down in 2023 like mm-hmm. they were talking about we went from nine per- only nine percent of circular to seven percent so we're doing worse yes. right we do uh, worse yeah we're doing worse and i think that you know you being an advocate and a crusader for this in in areas where people live and breathe and touch every day, you know, interior design, furnishings, like these are things where people live in their homes. They create homes around these things. And, you know, I, I lived in France for many years and I, something you said earlier when you talked about U.S., you know, in the U.S. specifically, I always felt like France was more advanced or more ahead of the curve in terms of sustainability and circularity as a country on the whole and Europe and many countries. Do you feel that? In a way. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. I had this entire discussion with uh, in episode five of season two with yeah. um, uh, Tone uh, Sondergaard, who was actually she moved uh, she moved on. She was a director of Circular City Week, which is a festival in New York about circular economy. Yeah. And um, and we were just uh, comparing, you know, Europe versus uh, the U.S. And uh, Scandinavia, as well as Europe, we've always been uh, attuned with sustainability. You know, you have Germany, uh, of course, included in these countries, um, and the UK, who embraced it as well. Um, uh, Yes, there there has been an awareness. I grew up and we talked about green, eco-conscious, ecology. Um, These topics have always been uh, uh, at the forefront of of Europeans' minds. They really really have. I think that was something that was eye-opening me for the couple of decades that I lived over there. It's like, wow, we are really behind over here. Well, let's talk about the show a little bit because there's so many episodes I want to talk to you about. So I guess (laughs) maybe, I mean, they're just so interesting. I guess what I, maybe we'll just start with, what was one of your favorite shows? Actually, let me skip that. Let me just throw some episodes out there for you guys. And in the notes, I'm going to put, you know, where you can see these and when they're airing. But there's one here, season two, episode five called Waste as a Commodity. That's fascinating to me. I mean, like that idea, what what came out of that? Like what, what kinds of conversations came out of that when you had that show? Uh, right, so that's exactly the episode I just mentioned. That's the before. one you were just talking about. <laughs> yes, of course. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. No, yeah. no, no, that's perfect. Um it's um the, the reason is this is because circularity, you know, goes beyond sustainability. It's really that notion of of uh, you know achieving several of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll start with that, and then I'll go to, I'll go into the show oh, yeah. you know, description. But um, you know, circularity really uh, a circular economy really uh, addresses energy, 
economic growth, sustainable cities, sustainable consumption and production, climate change, oceans, and life on land. And, um, and in this episode, what we talk about is that how can we avoid, which is one aspect of the circular economy um, process, is how to avoid waste, designing waste out of the process, you know, so creating a closed loop as much as we can. How can mm -hmm. we reuse, upcycle, you know, and avoid for products to end up and materials to end up in the landfill? So hence the title, Waste as a Commodity. So I decided to interview really some major leaders in the circular economy, in the furnishings, in the manufacturing, but also mm -hmm. um, a, a circular economy a festival in New York that is quite recent, but really gave us all industries and talk about the importance of circular economy. Um, and it's just really fantastic. So one of the um, furnishing brands that I interview is Mater. Yeah, you had you on, yeah, you yes. had uh, you had Enrique Mastrand, who I had right. read about. You had some interesting guests on that show. Oh, thank you. And they're fascinating. I mean, they're from Denmark and yeah. they've been producing products out of uh, fishnets you know, <laughs> and yes. then now also creating, uh, you know, with a patent, uh, you know, patents after patents uh, of uh, stone or other recycled and upcycled materials, um, uh, chairs and desks and really products that you can be really use that are mm -hmm. very functional. Um, so it's fascinating to see that they started with existing material, but now they mm -hmm. are actually making their own products. Um, so it's like uh, unbelievable the, yeah. the, the creativity and uh, and the forward yeah. thinking. And also, like I, that's where that commodity waste as a commodity, the fishnets are waste. Like these things are waste, turning right. them back into a viable product. Um, I think the Danes are brilliant at that. Like their design, they're they're always ahead of the curve to me. And you also had Tona Sondergaard from yes. the Danish CleanTech Hub, right? I yeah, that's also. Two Danes, there you go again, laden with right. Danes. Right, 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 right. That's tone that I mentioned before yeah. that we, yeah. who I was talking about. Yeah. The difference between European, you know, approach to circular okay. economy and green and eco-conscious, you know, mm -hmm. uh, processes in different industries versus the Americans. Um, but however, I have to say, I mean, the U.S. is really developing and implementing the last few years. There's a real approach to sustainability. There's a real approach to circular economy. There are conferences, you know, the U.S. Uh, yes. Green uh, uh, Circular Economy Conference that is down south. I mean, we have like really great emergence and great, um, you know, um, uh, I would say um, implementation of circular yeah. economy in the U.S., you know. And I, th uh, I think Europe, once, the, once the U.S. Mm -hmm. gets on board, you know, they'll, they will put everything they have into it. Absolutely, absolutely. And very large companies are doing it for packaging. You, you can see Nestle, What's... Walmart. Everybody oh, okay. is starting to, to really work on those, you know, on, on, yeah. and to start to address some of because packaging is like terrible. But um, yes, you really see this. But I wanted to say, you know, recently, it's funny you mentioned the, the dance. Uh, I just came back from Paris, uh, Maison Objet, uh, the trade fair where I'm an oh, ambassador yeah. as well. But I just yeah. did, um, I created a, a wonderful uh, activation. 
an installation about a circularity and it's called circularity in action and it was oh. in uh, collaboration with the um, Danish you know of uh, the confederation of Danish industry um, in Denmark um, oh. and uh, we had 12 Danish brands and the entire activation was an immersive experience really demonstrated the importance of circularity and sustainability um, in in the industry and we were very honored to be um, you know oh, to have yes inaugurated by um, Her Royal Highness Princess Mary of Denmark. So it yeah. was like, uh, I just that came back huge. on that. So I wanted uh, to just uh, explain that. It was oh, wonderful. I will, I will definitely put that in the notes. I mean, I think that is, what an experience, right? To, right. to be able to be recognized in that way and highlighted in that way. And I think you must sit there at night, you know, and think, look, what my whole past has come together to do to make a change. You're, you know, putting this together, I mean, for this group of people is phenomenal. Oh, thank you. I think it's really important to continue the conversation yeah. to show, yeah. to really, uh, you know, uh, raise awareness and education. I think mm -hmm. that's how we provoke the adoption of the methods of uh, circular economy and inspire people, consumer and companies to take action. Absolutely. What is one of your favorite episodes in the show? I mean, I, I also gravitated towards the um, planning for the future, urban planning for the future, but what were some of your favorite episodes? What was... Well, you named one of them, one oh, of them okay. so episode five. <laughs> I also loved uh, urban uh, planning for the future. Mm -hmm. um, uh, draw uh, the fabulous, I mean, super talented, uh, genius, uh, you know, designer, uh, drawer um, mm -hmm. who created recently Supernature Lab is really oh, rethinking right, yeah. the way you know we design with nature. Yeah, um, that's the firm he created and used, and uh, and so he's basically building uh, you know for urban planning ideas on how people can live in cities but respecting more the nature and and mm -hmm. you know living with biodiversity which is really something he's been talking about for 15 to 20 years. And I think it's super important. And we are embracing it now worldwide, you know, um, with the, the big, the big giant, the big star architect, uh, yeah. like big, uh, you know, Ingalls are starting to really, I mean, not starting, they really talk about it um, a lot. Yeah. I also um, love one of my, I think it's the last episode, um, which is about uh, ICFF, you know, which is the International oh, yeah. Contemporary Furniture Fair with uh, yeah. Odile Heno, who since then became the director of, of that trade fair um, since this year with her partner, Claire Pidjula. Um, and they are really in New York and they're elevating, uh, you know, the design world, the architecture mm -hmm. and design world. And, and, um, and she's interviewed and we really talk about the importance, of, again, of sustainability and circularity and how it's important, you know, for industry professional to highlight what's possible and the myriad of benefits, you know, of adopting circularity in business and, and also to consumers. Yeah. And do you think what, when you approach these people to talk to them, are they, are they really excited to be able to share this? Uh, what they're doing because in looking at all of your episodes uh, and hey everybody there's season one and season two so don't worry if you get behind you can just watch them all and catch up on them but it looks like there are a lot of like people that are at the forefront of circularity and sustainability but also like these labs like these very independent organizations as you said have been doing them for 15 or 20 years they must be excited that you have galvanize this into a show where people can see it and hear it and connect with it. Because I often feel that when people 
see other people in their industry doing something, they want to get on board. They can be part of the education that you're talking about, bringing people on. Right, right, right. Yes, we're very excited. You're absolutely right. It's it's always very motivating uh, for us, you know, to reach out and and uh, see how how first of all they're well versed, they understand and know what they're talking about, and they and they want to share. Um, they're yeah. really so happy to showcase, you know, some of the most innovative moves, you know, towards circularity and sustainability. What they do and how they can inspire not only designer and architects, you know, but also consumers everyday consumers. Yeah, those um, are the, I noticed that about your show too. It is focused on the manufacturers, but you always seem to showcase products that consumers could rally behind or buy or let them know that these are the brands that they should be looking at. Right, because why? Because whether, you know, you're a very attuned architect, uh, you are a, a fantastic, uh, very well-versed, very well-known, successful designer, we all are consumers. And yeah, it's so that's important. True. And, and my goal is really to speak to industry professional as well as consumers and, and tell them, you know, what's possible? You know, yeah. what can we do? How can we showcase high fidelity circular companies and products and help inspire shoppers yeah. to support circular brands? That's circular in itself, right? <laughs> Bringing both <laughs> sides together. The whole thing is circular. Well, um, I... I have one last question for you, and I know you're very busy. And you've just tra- traveled back from Paris, but I, you, you've said this earlier, but I'm going to ask it again. Like, what is the hope like for you that this will change, the show will change? I mean, I know you talked about education and you talked about bringing people along, but people that are watching the show, well, what are you hoping that they'll walk away with? Well, I really hope that the viewers will come away with increased awareness Mm-hmm. about what circularity is, what it entails, along with a lot of inspiration to support companies that are investing in more circular practices. I love practices. that. Yeah, I, love I mean, that. my wish is really that as awareness and education grow, consumers will reject the old ways of fast furnishings and demand more transparency and innovation from the company. That yes, have. yes, that's exactly you know? what needs to happen. Yeah, reject and the then, old ways. And then that companies will work to adopt more circular practices, hold themselves accountable for their mm-hmm. waste streams, and imagine bold new ways to create in the future. Because yeah. what we want is change, is de- yeah. designing a more and developing a more circular future. Yeah, and behavioral, you know, you know this more than anything, changing behavior is such a difficult thing um, at, at, at a individual scale, but also when you're talking about the manufacturing environment, you're talking about the demands that the consumers want. And I love the the unification of those two things together, because if we don't, we're going to continue to wreck our planet and we have to make changes somewhere. We have to. Right. Right. We do. We do. Behavior is hard to change, but yes, awareness do is key. Yeah. Awareness is key. Starts yeah. with awareness. And most people don't even realize the impact of their environment and furnishings in That's their so interiors, true. in their workplace, when they yeah. travel. So continuing to educate and shine a light on these impacts mm-hmm. is crucial. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have a niece and she's 19 and I took her to France when she was younger and she was like, feels like they do things. I want to do things differently. So she's of this generation where, you know, she upcycles, she recycles, she will look at a product and go, nope, that wasn't made with this. And so she's way more aware than, you know, my generation was at the time, which I love. I love. And I don't know if you can talk about this, but you, I read somewhere where you were also creating your own new product line that's coming out, which is based on circularity or sustainability? Is that, did I have that right? 
Yes, absolutely. And uh, I cannot talk to you okay, too much because okay. <laughs> it's coming, okay. we'll, but we'll, we'll, we'll get talk people about excited. it soon. Yeah, exactly. Yes, we'll talk about it soon. So she, absolutely. Yeah, so um, I know we're out of time and I, I thank you so much for the bottom of my heart for you coming in. It's a real pleasure and honor and to meet you and know you and I'm definitely following you. And I'm going to put all this Thank in the you. notes. Yeah. And I want everybody to watch the show. And if you can't watch it on EarthX TV because you're not in Ireland or UK, find a way to watch it. Just find a you way. You can watch it in the US on Spectrum. Oh, you have well, Spectrum. Um, hello. That is great news. Okay, everybody, I'm going to put it in the notes. You can watch it in the US on Spectrum and you can watch it on EarthX TV um, in Ireland and the UK. Two episodes, two seasons. They're both focused on sustainability and circularity with Laurence Carr, Shay Laurence. Thank you, Laurence. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Okay, we're back. Tiny little victories. Thank you for sticking around for this wrap up from that fantastic conversation with Laurence Carr on the new show, Shay Laurence, which is on EarthX TV. I promised you that I would give you all the places you can watch the show. And I'm definitely going to do that. I just wanted to make a point of, you know, there are so many ways that we individually can contribute to making the planet better or making it less polluted, even in the smallest things like buy what we buy, what we shop, what we put in our homes. And I love it so much that Laurence is taking this agenda of circularity and sustainability and really elevating it to a practical level in a way. If you think about it, we all live in these houses or apartments and we all put things in them and, you know, we recycle, we think about, you know, maybe, you know, composting, but this does make a difference. The pillow that you buy or the furniture that you purchase, like how was it designed? Who created it? Was it made with recycled materials? And also her point was, you know, beauty and sustainability do not have to be separate things. So I really admire the fact that she's chosen to really put her back into this, so to speak, into creating a show that highlights what manufacturing methods, what designers, what, what interior designers, what products they're using, and how we, the regular old consumer, can have access to that and sort of maybe put pressure on retailers and manufacturers to do better, to design waste out of the loop from the beginning. And so one of the things that we started to talk about on the show, but we ran out of time, was um, Laurence was in Paris in January, and she was at a trade show called Maison et Objet. And she did a program called Circularity in Action. She did this with the Danish, uh, I think it's the Confederation of Danish Industry in a partnership with Tarquette. And, you know, this is what she talked about on the show is we all know that Danish designers have sort of been at the top of the heap when it comes to, you know, really innovative design. But these designers are also really working and have been working for some time now to create inspiring solutions with waste and byproducts. And so making those desired materials instead of undesired materials. And that is that concept of designing waste out of the loop from the very beginning. And, you know, she references uh, this one Danish designer and they're using a discarded fish nets to create new products. And I think this is a fantastic example of, um, you know, designing waste out of the loop. And there's another Dutch company that does the same Actuel uh, with, you know, milk cartons, uh, discarded milk cartons where they're using those uh, in a three to 3D print. So they're making new products from um, old discarded products. And I think that is really, really beautiful. 
Um, so I know you're probably sitting there thinking, where can we watch this, Jennifer? And I'm going to tell you where you can watch it. And then I'm going to give you a lineup because this is a bonus episode that airs today, Friday, February the 10th. And tonight on Shayla Ross on Earth X TV, there are two amazing episodes that you can just put the kettle on and get a cup of tea and sit down and cozy up and watch. And those two episodes are from Recycling to Upcycling tonight on these channels that I'm going to tell you about. And also um, Fiber of the Future, two shows tonight on February 10th. There's also another show called Old Materials for a Bright Future coming down on February 17th. These shows air on Friday nights, I think is perfect perfect for this kind of thing. You're tired from the week. You feel like maybe you've had a bad week. You want to see something positive. This is the show. So here's where you can watch this show. If you're in Ireland in the UK, you can watch Shayla Rance on EarthX TV on Freeview Channel 79 and Sky HD Channel 180. That's a lot of words, but it's Freeview on Channel 79 and Sky HD Channel 180. Now, you can also follow EarthX TV on Twitter at EarthX TV. They'll link you through to their schedules. They have a really nice, clean website where you can see all the episodes that are coming up. So simple. You can do it. If you're in the States, it's it's a little more complicated, but you can still do it. You have to have a subscription to Spectrum. And we're going to, we'll have a talk with Spectrum about that later. But if you sign into your Spectrum account, you'll be able to see your episodes of Shay Laurent's. Now, first of all, I just want to say to Spectrum, you should be carrying way more Shay Laurent shows. You got a lot of animal shows on there. And I really feel like, uh, I don't know, designing with circularity, sustainability, designing without waste kind of trumps some of those animal shows. So yeah, get some more of her programming on there, please. Also, I really want you to follow Laurence. Uh, so you can follow her on Twitter at Laurence Carr Inc. And I'll put all this in the notes. And you can also follow her on LinkedIn if you're that kind of person at Laurence Carr Inc. So check that out. You can also follow EarthX TV on Twitter. And like I said, they have a lot of good, interesting um, uh, places for you to go and look and content to look at there. So Hey, that's the end of the show. Um, if you have any questions, you can you can actually leave me a message in this Spotify. Can you believe it? You can go down and leave me a message. I'll be happy to answer it. And you can leave a comment if you like the show. I hope you like the show. And I leave you with this. Every little thing matters. So if you weren't thinking about this before and you go shopping at a store and you pick up a pillow or a throw or a vase and you turn it over and you think, hey, where was this made? Hey, what was this made with? Then, then I think you've done something amazing, right? You've listened to something, you've taken it in, and now you're actioning it. I think that's what Laurent's her want. So thank you for coming back again to the show. I'm so appreciative. And we will see you next week on Tiny Little Victories.